Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's Kirk Morris here with another episode of the Pal Down Podcast, episode eight. I wanted to talk about a couple of things here. It's just going to be a quick little show here today. Um, f- <laughs> first off, I want to talk about not the absence of me here, not doing very many shows. Just, uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's imposter syndrome or what, but I'm going to try to do my best here moving forward. When you're, um, when you got writer's block here too, it doesn't really help trying to get back my mojo here. So I'm, I, I decided to hop on and, and perfect segue here. I wanted to talk about, wanted to talk about my coworker or cohort here at the heavy hockey network, Mr. Josh Bolton. He, he basically wrote a, an article here about Ken Holland, about him staying true, staying, staying to the course, being extremely patient for the Empton Oilers and about four to six weeks ago, I think pretty much everybody, including myself, yours truly was getting frustrated in the way, the way the team was playing and the way the direction of the team was going. And there's very few people that are this patient <laughs> as far as fans go. Josh was one of them. He was very, very, I wouldn't say he was frustrated by no means. And that's totally cool. That's totally cool to, to you know, as a fan, and the Edmonton Oilers are very passionate fans as a whole. <laughs> Everybody's very opinionated, especially when it comes to Twitter. But when you have a, a general manager and a president of hockey operations that, doesn't listen to outside noise, doesn't break under pressure. He, you know, like Ken Holland could have went full Shirelli and he could have been, you know, making knee-jerk trades over and over and over. You take a look at the trade that he made there right at the start of the season there with for uh, for Clem Costin, Clem Costin, pardon me, for, uh, and then the, the Blues in the exchange got Dmitry Samarukov. Both players needed to change the scenery. And you could see, you could see the results. You know, and Costin was on a heater. I, I think he's going to cool off personally. You know, and people are, you know, there's some people in the, especially in the analytics community, that could, you know, could say, you know, don't sign him just yet. You don't want to go the Cassian route. <laughs> and, and I remember just as clear as day when he first got hired on to replace Shirelli as general manager and president of hockey operations. He said, clear as day. He said, I'm going to make mistakes while I'm here. You know, I'm not going to be squeaky clean. One of them happened to be Dave Tippett, you know, but change had to happen. You know, the Cassian contract as well. You know, Zach Cassian had an outlier year in his first year as general manager you know, in behind his, in behind the position, you know, and he had to clean up that mistake. He cleaned it up this last summer and thankfully it only took a couple of draft picks. Still it's commodity, right? It's cash currency to have draft picks, especially like this year coming up. And I, I think he's, I, I don't know. 
you could you could say that he's going to be very patient going towards the trade deadline. And then there's people that bring up the nurse contract too. You know, he's not perfect. Was it a mistake not signing him earlier? Yeah, yeah, it was. You know, but you can thank Seth Jones and Zach Rorensky for for bumping up his price. You know, and he had to get him signed here last summer. He had no choice. He didn't want to walk him to UFA status and then and then lose him for free, like what happened there in in Calgary with Goudreau and 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 Kachuk. You know, everybody's praising Brad Trey living all of a sudden there. Uh, what do you, what do you rec, 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 pardon me, reclaimed, at least with Kachuk. But you take a look at that team now. <laughs> I think half the players don't have tuned out Sutter already. You take a look at uh, Jacob Markstrom. I think he got broken there last, I think the Edmonton Oilers broke him there last, last playoffs, last season, you know. Uh, and same thing with, uh, same thing with, you know what happening here in Edmonton? You know Stuart Skinner walked in, kind of saved our season pretty much. Well, Jack Campbell is sorting himself out. You know, getting new gear, testing out all kinds of different stuff. You know, just getting sorted. You know, and I guess you could say the same thing in Calgary with um, with Ladar. You know, like he's basically saved their season so far. So. Everybody's going to make mistakes. <laughs> Everybody's going to make mistakes. And you know what? Coming up to the trade deadline, he might make another mistake again. You know, with, with Hall in there, like you never know. He does not go big game hunting. You see that even with the local media there with Ryan and Shock. Oh, this is the season. They should all go in. What happens if they they don't, if they fall flat on their face again? You know? If anything, I think Holland's just going to add depth pieces. He's not going to, he's not going to, you know, push the chips all into the middle right off the, you know, right off the hop there after, after the trade deadlines all, you know, the dust is settled there. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I just, it, he's always been, he's always been extremely patient, especially when it comes to his prospects there too. So. It's funny. The other thing I was going to talk about there with the Edmonton Oilers, nobody's complaining about the goaltending coach because everything's squeaky clean now. Jack Campbell's basically won seven in a row there. He's reasserted himself. There's a 1A or 1B if you want to call, if you want to put the label on him, you know. And moving forward, both him and Skinner have to, they have to share 50 50 at least, if not 60 40 Campbell Skinner because. It's Skinner's first first season in the AHL, you know, and and plus playoffs. That's it's going to be a grind, man. They they're going to have to they're going to have to grind it out. And speaking of which, there was Stuart Skinner. Congratulations on him making the All Star the the All Star team. I didn't check out the skills competition, by the way. Just as a side note. Or pardon me, very little of the skills competition. It um same thing with the All Star game. I just it's very cringeworthy. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, pretty uh pretty much 
I, I miss the days of the actual all-star game just being the Clarence Campbell team and the Prince of Wales team. Five on five, none of this three on three or I know they tried to to revamp it there with with all the different the all the different uh, allocations there, you know. But they they should just go back. You take a look at the All Star Skills Competition. Look at the AHL. It's very straightforward. I, I checked out some footage there this afternoon, in this evening. Pardon me about uh, the AHL their uh, HL Skills Competition. It's I didn't mind it. It actually it looked like his actual skills competition. It just and I know it's for the kids. So but anyways. Yeah. It's <laughs> the last thing I want to talk about here the situation in Vancouver. Oh boy. What a mess. You want to talk about bad management. This last summer, they had the opportunity to sign Bo Horvat to to make him a Canuck for life. They signed the wrong person. And nobody's really privy to to conversations there with management, but you got to wonder what the heck Jim Rutherford was thinking and and Patrick Alvin and all the, the, the assistant general management. Like, signing JT Miller to that monster contract and then not having enough space to sign your captain, your actual leader of the team. And then you traded him for a bag of magic beans, pretty much. (laughs) Three first-rounders, as Patrick Alvin said there to the media right after the trade was done. Like, really? (laughs) It's a pretty shallow return, especially on the, you know, if you're going to trade for warm bodies, you had a decent return, but. I would have asked for a little bit, uh, a little bit better return on the draft picks as well. I would, have, I would have had multiple draft picks, but it's Lou and Amarillo you're dealing with there. He doesn't want to trade nothing for nothing. He's very stingy. And then <laughs> the Islanders resign Horvat to an eight-year, an eight-year extension. And Lamoureux's bitching about the the AAV, the money, then and the length of the contract. Well, are your hands tied, Lou? You could have turned around. You could have swapped them there for more spare parts there for your your team. You know, but <laughs> yeah, I yeah, Lamoureux has always been a a tough nut to crack. I swear he has mob connections there. If anybody did him wrong in a trade. <laughs> but anyways, I digress. Yeah, I, I I just don't get the actual scenario there in Vancouver. You want to talk about the way that they treated Boost Boudreau? It's absolutely horrendous. And then you bring in a a coach like Rick Tockett. Woof. That's all I gotta say is woof. Yeesh. Yeah. And now they're gonna I. <laughs> It goes back to the what I said there before. There, my buddy uh, Soups in uh, in Lloyd Minister, there Tyler Campbell. He he ranted and raved about Montreal, about 
how the missed opportunity was to tear it all down. And it's happening again in Vancouver. If it was just me, I would have torn it. I, I, I'd keep Demko. I would keep Quinn Hughes if he wanted to stay, even though he's American. And I would keep Elias Patterson. I would try, try to get rid of everybody else. But there is some untradeable contracts now with the JT Miller one, who is also American. And then you've got that monster contractor, that awful anchor there on your back end with Oliver ekman Larson. You know, they're just about out of the bad contracts there, but you can't you can't blame the current management on that. That was all Jim Benning. So <laughs> Yeah, just just terrible, terrible asset management. Yeah. But anyways, I digress. I want to talk in brief. Uh originally I was gonna talk about the top 10 goalie masks of all time designs. But I'm going to write about it instead because it's kind of hard to describe via a podcast where you've got actual visual, visual, um, visual sight lines there with the actual master. When I, when you write something out there, you have pictures and whatnot, and then it'd be easier to see. So <laughs> originally I was going to talk about the mask, but no, I'm just going to, just going to leave that there and I'm just going to write about it hopefully sooner than later. And hopefully I'll have another guest here on the next one. Hopefully next Thursday or Friday. I hope I'm going to talk to the head on show here of the heavy hockey network. We're going to have a charity game. Uh, March the 5th, I do believe. Hang on a sec here. I had to check. See. Um, March the 4th, pardon me. Saturday, March the 4th. It's it's for a good cause. It's for Cease, Alberta. Uh, I think there's pretty much all signed up for for the hockey game, I think there's only about three spots left, but you can talk, contact Michael Hebert at uh, Oilers Live on Twitter. Just hit him up there uh, with a DM, say hey. Or you can get a hold of him, I would say, uh, uh, via the heavyhockey.com. Shout out to the World Hockey Report there and Cody Jansen and the group. Go check them out at World Hockey RPT on Twitter. Like I said, I hope to have, keep pumping more of these out here more, more frequently. So thanks again for checking this out. I appreciate each and every one of you taking the time out of your day to listen to this. It's going to be interesting here coming up to the trade deadline for sure. No doubt what's going to happen here. We're, uh, we're down to less than a month. And when that's going to happen, it's going to be an interesting time here, especially with all you Edmonton Oilers fans out there, actually Pacific fans in general. And shout out to Josh Bolton once again there for that excellent article there on Ken Holland. I, I thought it was a great sum- summarization. And um, yeah, yeah, really, really good stuff there. Check out everybody there. At Heavy- Check out all the articles there at heavyhockey.com. 
This is, this is Kirk Morris. I'm going to let you be. Spinning Pal Down podcast, episode eight. Like I said there before, I hope to have another one here very, very soon. Thanks again, everybody. I'll see you later.